Well, turns out it probably wasn't spooky shit after all. Let's get into it. Okay, so I have successfully watched the last two episodes of True Detective. I am shocked to say that True Detective actually was six episodes this this season. Um, And it only, it was shorter than what I was expecting to be, because I was expecting for it to be eight episodes, but it wasn't. It was only six. But hey, it'll work. So anyway, um, we have finally found out well, you know, honestly, I can talk about episode five, but episode five, there was nothing really going on in there. I mean, we got a little bit closer to figuring out, like, that the mind had something to do with the death and that the the scientists were covering up what was going on with the mind. But that was kind of obvious. And more or less, that was the bulk of what happened in episode five the best part of episode five was like the last 15 minutes uh 15 i would say last 30 minutes of episode five so i'll talk about that within the last episode uh within the last 30 minutes of episode five we find out that um peter that boy's name was peter Pryor. peter Pryor. anyway peter's dad um had something to do with moving Annie Kay's body because the mind wanted uh, Peter's dad to cover it up. And they lied to him and told him that he would be a sheriff if he did that. But in reality, you know, he ended up not even becoming sheriff. And so he's like doing these people's dirty work with the hopes of becoming something that he is not going to become. So that was one thing. So we, the revelation turns out that he's, covering up stuff for the mind and then the second thing was that we find out that the mind not the mind the scientists might have been fishing around in these ice caves and the ice caves have something to do with their research okay so the uh, Danvers and Navarro decide that they need to get into the mind without not the mind ice caves without um without the mind knowing that they're getting in there. So they get this guy that's an engineer, you know, more or less, and they're, they need to, he's a, he's a drug addict. He's a substance abuser. So they need to get this information out of him. Well, the whole time she, you know, Danvers is being followed or Jody Foster's Jody Foster is being followed around by the guy that's working for the mine and that's also in the police department. So it all comes to head basically at the last 10 minutes of the episode. So he's like to become what he wants to become. And this is the guy, Peter Pryor's father. That's a mouthful. He basically is like, if I kill you and kill him, Hey, I can get what I want. And you know, I don't have to deal with you anymore. And I think that he was trying to prep his son more or less throughout the last four episodes to become more like him and his son really didn't like him like that and I think that's the reason why he clung to Jodie Foster's character but anyway last five minutes of the episode the, the spoilers basically I don't know why you're listening to me and the episodes are out uh I'm going to spoil it for you so this is 
Gurdjie Lawrence. He shoots his father and they basically say, if we're going to solve this case, if we're going to be done with this, we need to go and go to this ice cave now while there's a storm. The storm is very representation of everybody dealing with their personal storms in their lives. So he, they, they decide they're going to go to the ice cave entrance so they can get in and, and look around in these ice caves. Um, they leave, um, the guy there to basically dispose of his father's body and the guy's body. And, um, you know, they, they frame it to make it look like he had an accident while trying to dispose of this other guy's body. And so that happened. And so everybody breaks up and goes in their different directions. So we fast cut to episode six because that was the end of episode five. Um, Peter is actively cleaning up the crime scene and Danvers and Navarro are actively going towards, uh, this ice cave. They get to the ice cave, they get in, they start walking around and, uh, they more or less discover Clark. Clark has been hiding in the ice cave the whole time. And so he's been going up, there's like a, a hatch that goes into the, the station itself. And so they go, he, he's been going up and getting food and everything from out of the station while they've been looking for him, but they haven't been able to find him because he's been hiding in this ice cave. So he's like still haunted by the fact uh, that he knows what happened to Annie Kay and they're able to get that out of him. It just takes a little bit of time. So it turns out that Annie figured out uh, the the women of Ennis, these these indigenous women of Ennis, found out more information than the police did within like a two month span. So, the anyway, I digress. The um, Annie finds out that you know the mine is basically bankrolling the uh, the research for the scientists, and so she finds out basically her boyfriend has a reason behind most of these things, the water being poisoned, the stillbirths and all this other stuff. They're covering, they're basically covering each other's back because the scientists need the mind to put the chemicals into the water to melt the ice so they can get this rare genome that's supposed to encourage um, uh, eternity. Like basically it can cure diseases and do all these other things, but it's killing the people around the site, basically. So you're killing people to save people, but they haven't found enough of the, the genome to, to reproduce it, basically. So they got to keep killing people to, to save people, but they're nowhere near close to saving the people. So it's just like, do you save the people that are already alive or do you keep killing the people, you know, do you keep killing the people that are already alive to save the people that for future or do you like forget about the people in the future and just keep the people that are alive alive so it's kind of like a this versus that column a versus column b and and so he is the guy uh clark is still very plagued by the idea that they killed annie because annie found out what they were doing and annie started to destroy their equipment and one of the scientists just went crazy and killed her he didn't he didn't like the fact that she broke the equipment and he just killed her. So what ended up happening was 
she wasn't completely dead. Clark had to smother her, I guess, to kind of put her out of her misery because she wasn't like she was alive, but she would have been like agonizing the rest of the time. She wouldn't have been like she would have died eventually because she would have bled out because they stabbed her 32 times. But he basically like put the finishing blow on her to kill her off. And that was a lot. So I would imagine uh, he would be plagued by her and everybody's kind of dealing with their own ghosts, but I'll get to that towards, you know, the next part of uh, what I'm talking about. They find out who killed Annie Kay, uh, more or less with Clark. And then all the power goes out. And then it's the time for everybody to have their reckonings of dealing with their personal demons. Uh, (laughs) They still don't know who killed the scientist, by the way, before we go on this, this journey of dealing with everybody's demons. We, we, more or less the last scientist dies he meets his fate or whatever and then spoilers sorry and then the the uh i'm kind of with jody foster because jody foster is like why is it cold in here why is the power out what is going on so it's kind of like they're dealing with their own personal demons because they all been dealing with their own personal demons most of the show but here we are navarro gets to finally learn her uh wampawin name and that's beautiful. <coughs> Excuse me. That's a beautiful moment. And then Jodie Foster is kind of dealing with terms of her son passing away. And she's so angry about how her son passed away. <coughs> Excuse me. That uh, she's still kind of dealing with that. But she almost dies in the process of trying to deal with the grief of dealing with her son. Because she falls through the ice. But they are able to bring her back when uh, Navarro is able to, when she learns her her indigenous name and she's able to deal with the peace of her mother passing away and her sister passing away, I think she becomes at peace too. And she's able to find out what finally happens to Andy and get justice for her, for the people that killed her. I think she's like, okay, well, I'm done because I'm tired of being here in Ennis. I don't want to be here anymore. I never want to be here in the first place, but now I have nothing holding me back. She makes a reference of holding the hatch door, kind of like how Clark did, to keep all the secrets in and keep her life, like, like keep her life and herself there in Ennis. And then when she goes through that process of figuring out, take getting rid of the grief of what happened to Annie, getting rid of the grief of what happened to her sister and her mom, she feels free and she doesn't feel like she needs to stay in Ennis anymore. And then for Jodie Foster, Jodie Foster is... Um, dealing with the grief of her son and i think a lot of the things that jodie foster's character did within the show like having the affairs and all this other stuff i think it was around the fact that her son had passed away and it got worse when her son like had passed away like she did it before but it wasn't but it was kind of like her turning a blind eye to what was going on in the town and everything and and as time progressed when her son passed away it got worse so as and her dealing with it, her falling through the ice, her wanting to know what her son, you know, told Navarro, it may it helped her to kind of deal with the fact that he was gone, he is happy, but he is still with her because everybody in Ennis is haunted by some kind of ghost. So so her dealing with that kind of dealt with her grief and the ghost of her son passing away and the son the son and Annie and the death of, of that guy that they shot, you know, there was all of those things. But there is some things, and I'm going to talk about that when I get back to uh, 
towards the end of the very end that I was like, what, how do we, what do we go from here with this? So anyway, we're going to get to that section towards the very end after I tell you what happened to the scientist. But like, it's her dealing with her grief with her son and just finding peace, taking peace away from that and just not wanting to deal with, you know, and not, not wanting to deal with, I take that back. Um, not processing, there we go, processing what happened to her and not uh, wanting to bear the burden of her son passing away, not successfully solving the Annie K case, which her and Navarro kind of share that grief. And then, you know, covering up that guy getting shot as well. So those things. So she ends up coming out of it pretty unsafe not unscathed, but uh, she's better on the other side. And there's some people that are beginning their process and there's some people that are not. So like the guy that shot his father, he's beginning his process kind of like how Annie, not Annie, sorry, kind of like how Jodie Foster's character and Navarro character started with a bunch of grief, but they want to process it and get through it. He's beginning that with the whole thing with his father, you know, because he did shoot his father. But, you know, I think he's going to be able to come to terms with it uh, if he keeps dealing with, you know, just living his life or whatever. He'll be able to deal with it because his father wasn't a great person. But, I mean, you can't justify shooting your father for that. But anyway, moving forward. So um, what happened to the Salal scientists? The Salal scientists were rounded up by a group of indigenous women who were tired of their shit and shot. And <laughs> they weren't shot, I'm sorry, but they were ran out of their station with guns. And then they took all of their clothes and they pushed them into the tundra before they marked their heads. Now, according to Screen Crush, they said Mother Earth took them back. It could have been considered as Mother Earth. It also could have been considered as Sina because Sina, Sina, I think I'm saying it correctly. I did a pronunciation. I'm still probably getting it wrong. But anyway, <laughs> Sina, the the goddess of the sea and the sea creatures, there is more, um, it's an indigenous tale of the area of around Alaska, uh or in that general vicinity with the ice the 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 story goes that there was a maiden that was supposed to marry a i'm gonna mess this up and i apologize i don't want to mess this up so i'm i might have to google but um so there is a maiden that's supposed to here it is ah thank you wikipedia a sea guy the is okay sedna a sedney is the goddess of the sea and marine animals in Inuit mythology, also known as the mother of the sea, mistress of the sea. The story of Sina, which is a creation myth, describes how she came to rule over Abilin, an Inuit underworld. Okay, so to summarize the myth, her, her, um, her, the, there was a maiden that was supposed to marry a either a god or a king. It could be interpreted either way. And her father was supposed to, she was supposed to marry him. She ran away. Her father tried to help her run away, but then they got caught up in a swell in the ocean. And so to, because he felt like the god was angry that he had taken his daughter away. He figured he would sacrifice his daughter to the sea. And this is a loose interpretation. It's not it's probably close, but not too close. This don't hold me to it, and I forgive me if I get it wrong. He cuts off her fingers, 
and to start sacrifice her to the sea and she becomes one with the sea life and sea animals and becomes a goddess so i think i don't expect for the guy from sea, uh screen crush to know that but <laughs> but I, I think that's what he's leaning towards mother mother earth is a, a more general term but there's like these little pockets it's kind of the same thing but it's not like you like you have to i end up finding out this one this myth that they are associating with sarcosa and all this other stuff with true detective i end up finding this out by watching somebody else's youtube channel and they were like if it is an indigenous goddess it's probably going to be this inuit goddess so i'm hoping that i'm somewhat correct but with the um with the sacrifice she becomes a goddess basically on the underworld and doesn't marry the god um anyway i can read the myth towards the very end of the podcast so i'm not gonna do it right now um anyway they sacrifice the scientists to mother earth or sending 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 sindu mm. it's s E-D-E-N-A. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I'm getting close. Anyway, long story short, they sacrifice these people to the ice, basically. And these guys fall into the ice and they die. Most of them, well, all of them, all of them die. So long story short, they they got their comeuppance for stabbing Annie. Now, the funny thing that I thought about the whole situation was the indigenous women, these women that were cleaning these guys' clothes, washing their clothes, cleaning their quarters, uh you know like the doing the errands for them and all this other stuff were able to figure out that they killed annie quicker than the actual police and then the police go in and like it's jody foster and navarro's character and they're like asking them well why didn't you come to the police and it's like you weren't going to do anything there was no point in us coming to you if you weren't going to do anything we had it we've got it and so as they're talking to this one woman She's like, I'm just telling you our story. And so she basically is confessing. But the whole time she's confessing to Jodie Foster and this other lady, these ladies that helped her kill these men are slowly entering into her living room. And it's like 10 of them. And they look at them at the end of this story of them basically confessing they're killing these men. It's like, so what are y'all going to do? Are y'all going to arrest all of us? And they basically go, no, that was a great story. And walk out. And I just love it. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I loved every minute of them not holding them to terms for killing those men. They just walked right out. And I think that everything aligned perfectly for them to get to that point because they weren't supposed to arrest those women for killing those men because they were poisoning their water. They are killing their kids off one by one. And it's just like, yep, nope, you, they deserve to die. You're right. <laughs> and just everybody go back to what you were originally doing. So now that we know who killed Annie Kay, who killed the scientist, you know, everybody's dealt with their own personal grief, which is great. You know, we're towards the end of figuring out what the fuck. And this is the what the fuck portion of what I think about the the series as a whole. So a couple of questions that I have. How, where does the prior character go after this? Because this guy has basically killed his father and covered it up. And nobody knows except for him and his immediate supervisor. And his life may be better for it because his father was a very 
pragmatic character, but at the same time, it's just like, you killed your own father. That's pretty bad. You know, where does he go from there? And then who put Annie's tongue inside of the station? Nobody really cleared that up. The the women didn't do it, which that would be the easiest answer because they wanted them to tie it back to her murder. They didn't do it. So it's just like, did Clark keep it or did the the... Did the the guy that was a police officer, did he do it and put it in there? It wouldn't have made sense for the police officer guy to do it because he really wanted it to be covered up and not talked about again. So I think it was her boyfriend, Clark. I think that he kept her tongue just in case, like, I don't think he knew that that was going to happen with the scientists, but at the same time, like, he was going to just plant it. And the police conveniently, when they were walking through, be able to find it that way that they can tie everything back to Annie's murder. I think he had something of hers so that he could tie the murder back to them in some way. I just, that's the easiest way my brain can process it. And then, so like Navarro just leaves, she just walks off into the tundra. I was like, I don't know what that means. And then <laughs> they think that she's still alive at the end, but we don't know. And then I was just like, I don't think she died because she just, she was too savvy with the areas not to die i just at the end of it everybody's seemed to be better except for prior because he killed his father the only person that's unaccounted for is navarro and they're like looking for navarro but they can't find her so i was like maybe they pinned everything on navarro i can't tell at this point but at the end very end they're going like to this cabin and in the cabin you know navarro's on one side and uh Jodie Foster's on the other. And it was like, well, maybe Navarro, some of the podcasts, or, not podcasts, some of the YouTube channels that debunk some of the stuff in the shows like Screen Crush and there's another one called Think Story. They break it down. They were saying that they think that it might be, um, my brain's having a fart, I apologize. They think that it might be that Navarro's on a different plane, like they're showing her in a different light than than um, Jodie Foster. Like she may be dead, and I was like, I don't think that. I don't think she's dead. I think that they have a spot that they meet up that they know nobody's gonna go looking to come look for them, and that's where they go. <laughs> and there's it's like a little cabin by the sea that nobody's gonna only uh, what's her name knows about, only Jodie Foster character knows about, and she's letting Navarro hide out there. And I think Navarro's at peace with her life, and she doesn't want to be bothered. And then that that long story short, that's where they that's where everything's settled. Everybody's kind of minding their own business, which is great. So. <laughs> Um, more or less, I like this season of True Detective. Um, it seems like even though there weren't definitive answers about what happened with every character, uh, it it kind of wrapped it up as best as it possibly could. Justice was found, but it wasn't the legal justice that we're normally used to. It was kind of like social justice, and then that was it you know nobody's really going to solve the case as many cases as they swept underneath the rug in Ennis, Alaska in this season and this show that it's fine they, they don't need to find out who killed <laughs> who killed the those guys at that station it'll be perfectly fine but anyway I need to start looking to see what is the next thing that I want to cover I know that the Rick and Michonne show is coming up soon um I just need to figure out when the first episode of that is and watch it um 
I mean, for the most part, that's it. For the most part, I would love to hear how what uh, other people thought about this season of True Detective. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed my breakdowns of talking about True Detective, my rambles of talking about True Detective, because it is a, a barrel of bullshit sometimes. But otherwise, uh, I really enjoy breaking it down. I I like the way that they wrapped up the supernatural as well as who did it you know, without sounding too crazy, because I think in the season with Mahershala Ali, he literally walks to the forest of his mind, and that's how the season ends. And I was like, what does that mean? So, so anyway, at least nobody, wa- well, somebody did walk into to the wilderness, so that doesn't make any sense either. But, I mean, I think she just walked away from it all, because she said she wanted to disappear in the middle of, like, in the middle of the season, so I think that's what she was trying to do. She just wanted to just get away and not be a part of anything. Um, and she's probably better for it. But anyway, long story short, that is my coverage for episodes five and six of True Detective Night Country. Thank you. And like and subscribe. And I will catch you guys later.